assembled crowds as the 62nd Waltz plays away. We welcome you to the 2019 BASR Annual Conference and everyone's favourite podcast of the year, the Religious Studies Project Non-Denominational Festive Midwinter Special. This is only 60 seconds. Any uh, resemblance to any BBC radio programmes is entirely coincidental. <laughs> You'll also probably notice that I am not Nicholas Parsons, I am Chris Cotter, and um, I was sitting yesterday in Edinburgh and I got the phone call saying, uh, Chris, would you like to come down to Leeds and host um, this episode of Only 60 Seconds? And so I put down my non-cup of tea and my non-research, as I normally do into non-religion, and I thought, yes, I'm excited to go to the city that brought us Marks and Spencers, Neville Longbottom, Sooty and Sweep, and the tallest maypole in the UK. Uh, but then I realised we're not going to the proper university and we're going to <laughs> Leeds Trinity. So I'm going to be in a horse um, So I need not have looked up all of that trivia. Um, so um, this evening uh, we are joined by uh, four erudite contestants who are going to be trying to talk for only 60 seconds without deviation, repetition or hesitation on topics of my choosing. Um, the first contestant uh, uh, is a contestant who, who conspired to win the festive midwinter special last year. Um, who could know that such a little guy could have so much secret knowledge? It is my Religious Studies Project um, long-term collaborator, co-host, co-founder, David the Moustache Robertson <laughs> of the Open University. <laughs> And beside David is a woman, the only BS that she brings to a conference is herself. It's a person who has, whose um, German leadership style has won her admiration on all sides of the Atlantic. We welcome Angela, no sorry, the president of the BASR, Bettina Schmidt. Angela. And beside Bettina, we have the Welsh rarebit himself, the BSR's um, resident expert in Victorian parlour songs, our very own Double D, Professor Douglas Davies. <laughs> and our final contestant, um, wild by name but calm by nature, I actually found her in a field on the way to the conference practising yoga. It is the Open University's Theo Wildcraft. <laughs> and uh, no episode of Only 60 Seconds would be complete without the lovely Samantha, uh, I'm sorry, the lovely Jonathan Tuckett, um, who will be keeping score, blowing his whistle, and generally keeping me right as time goes on. They're not going to let me speed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've been demoted. Or promoted. I don't know. Um, so the rules are simple. It's speak for 60 seconds without hesitation, repetition, or deviation on topics of my choosing. Deviation has been interpreted as everything from deviation from the topic, deviation from language, from common sense, or we may say deviation into theology. I don't know. Um, and, you know, we're asking academics here to speak for one minute without hesitation, repetition, or deviation, when normally we can't get them to stop speaking after 20 minutes, as I've been discovering today. Um, 
The points work as follows. You get a point if you are speaking at the end of the minute. You get a bonus point if you manage to speak for the entire minute. Um, correct um, challenges um, such as Hesitation. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Dr. Wildcraft. Um, I will preemptively award you zero points. Um, correct challenges result in a point for the challenger. Surviving a challenge results in a point for the person who's just been challenged. But if um, Jonathan and I decide that a challenge has been witty but incorrect, we may give you both points. So, to kick things off, um, David Robertson, I would like you to speak for one minute or 60 seconds without deviation, repetition, or hesitation on the topic of Gnosticism. Hesitation. <laughs> Seconded. Um, uh, who got in there first, Jonathan, do you think? I do believe it was Douglas Davies. Before I could even press the start button on the time. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to say, Douglas Davies, you have 60 seconds on the clock to speak on the topic of Gnosticism. Gnosticism is about knowing. I know many things. One thing I know relatively little about is... Repetition of no. Um, yes. Oh. Oh, I thought it was no. I was giving him a chance. <laughs> so we are back to Dr. David Robertson with um, about 52 seconds still remaining. Gnosticism, we are told, is a heresy of the early Christian era which has its roots in ancient Persia or perhaps in mystical Judaism or perhaps even in a... <laughs> Perhaps twice. I think perhaps that is the case, Douglas. So um, we are back to Douglas Davies. We're ready to start the clock again. 40 seconds. Gnosticism is best approached after porridge. This is a breakfast cereal that is best taken with salt, some think, but others consider... Deviation. <laughs> I would like to remind the other contestants that they are also allowed to play <laughs> and um, pass back to David um, with a correct challenge. The Gnostic myth involves a redeemed redeemer descending from the heavens to save the... Hesitation. He got lost on saving. <laughs> Too many redeemings going yeah. on. There. Was that Douglas again? Or was that Bettina? I thought that was Bettina. Oh, it was Bettina. Okay. Excellent. We have a I feel new like player. Might just slam the table. <laughs> Where was Bettina? Right. It was Bettina. I think they'll accept that as an appropriate um, response. So, Bettina, with about um, 20 seconds remaining. Yeah, 17 seconds. Ooh. I have to admit, I know nearly nothing about Gnosticism, unless we can count that one Brazilian colleague asked me once whether it's possible to study Gnosticism in a university in the UK. At that time, I had no... <laughs> So, already some points being racked up on the board there, we can see. Oh, it's two apiece for Douglas, Bettina and David, Theo, 
yet to get on the board. What are you going to do about that, Thea? Well, you know, it's, it's not a good idea to overly interrupt uh, our senior colleagues <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a regular basis in case so they nice. might want to give me a job. So. <laughs> That's true. So you're, you're playing the, the authority game. <laughs> I'm playing the long game. <laughs> that, that is. Um, I, I hope that, this, that your participation in this game um, helps you with those job applications. <laughs> uh, so, um, Bettina Schmidt, you are up next. Ooh. And the topic will be spirit possession. This is one of my... F- uh, can we start? Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my favourite topics, spirit possession. I can talk about it for ages. When you think about my research in Brazil, when you think of the candomblé and umbanda... thinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is often a problem. Yeah. Um, so... Um, we are over to you, David. Start the clock with 45 seconds remaining. Spirit possession is a situation in which we have spirits and they're involved in possession. <laughs> and we can talk about it in Brazilian contexts. I am interested in it in a different set of circumstances of the Victorian era of Britain and America when many theosophical... <laughs> Hesitation. What was the word that you were looking for there, David? Theosophists. Theosophists. It's a difficult word. Yeah. Um, and is that um, 38 down or 38 to go? Uh, so it's 22 seconds to go. Oh, 22 seconds to go. Douglas, starting now. Spirit possession is a phenomenon of which I have extensive experience. I am not particularly given to drinking whiskey or the like, but occasionally, as I learned from my former dear friend and head of department at Nottingham University, the Reverend Professor, and Bard, I hasten to add, John Hayward Thomas, who was an expert on single malt of that... I think um, we, 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 want, we, want to hear the, we want to hear the rest of that story. <laughs> so, um, would you care to finish it? Uh, well, I mean, he for, for, always tried to get me on to, to learning about single malt whiskies, and I've never been into spirits because they addle my brain. Younger scholars never do spirits. But latterly in my life, Stephen, latterly in my life, I have now begun to enjoy it. And at a hotel in this very city last night, I asked them if they had a certain kind of spirit, and she hunted through hundreds of bottles until she found one. And I was so happy, and I'm happy to have got to the end of that as well. Fantastic. So, uh, well, and actually we're now with you, um, Douglas, to um, start the time again. And your topic is going to be the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon is a most remarkable volume. It was described by one famous American as chloroform in print. I am not <laughs> expecting any of you to be familiar with that particular volume, but it is beautiful. It is rather like the Old Testament and the Book of Psalms expanded. We're going back a little bit here, but there was a couple of volumes yes, there. Yes, your, your volume is <laughs> quite high there, I would say. And that is a correct challenge. And um, how much time do we have on the clock? We've got 40 seconds, David, on the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon 
was written by Joseph Smith. I think we all know that. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone. I don't know what happens in the successful musical written by the same people who created South Park, but I think that that is revealed as part of the plot. I don't know anything else. You know quite a lot. Three yeah. times no. Ah, well done. Oh. Well challenged, Bettina. They don't make you president of the BSR for nothing. Um, so, with 20 seconds remaining on the Book of Mormon, off we go. The Book of Mormon is a wonderful um, example for a very invented tradition that Carol Cusa described in her book. It is uh, a, a story... Of- <laughs> Hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if you're, uh, you know, sort of unfairly challenging someone with English not as their native language. Oh, well, oh, there we go. There we go. Possible. <laughs> I think we'll take that. Um, so it's one in Welsh. Um, with ooh, seven seconds remaining. Oh, <laughs> I think it is very remarkable that the Book of Mormon is currently on at Sunderland Empire Theatre. Coincidentally, the one person who told me they'd been practicing on the train is currently in the lead <laughs> with six points. Bettina and David on three, and Theo. Well, now's your now's your chance to redeem yourself because this is your starter for ten. Oh, sorry, that's the the wrong game. But I would like you to um, speak for sixty seconds on the topic: Is yoga religious? Oh my word! Is yoga religious? That really depends on your definitions of yoga. Uh, religious um, possibly is as well. The problem here we have is how we use words and how they've been used at different times. One of my favourite uh, ways of explaining there was a hesitation. Was there, a hesitation. there was a no. I was told that I'd be bad at the hesitation. <laughs> <sighs> well, David, well He's done. He's very mean. <laughs> it's over to you. That was my only chance Western. for a point. We're not, we're not here to have fun. <laughs> 41, <laughs> 41 seconds remaining. Go. The issue of whether yoga is or is not a religion is an issue which has come to the courts. Oh, I think Theo tried, but she's got a yeah, sticky buzz and a bad one. <laughs> Deviation from the topic. The topic was not is yoga a religion, it was is yoga religious. Oh. Um, you know, whilst whilst that may be well, sort of overly religion. overly um, stickler-ish, I would say that that is a correct challenge. Yes. And it is back to you oh, with uh, 34 seconds on the clock. Go. One of my favorite uh, explanations of what the word yoga might mean is that yoga defines not the content of the practice, but one's orientation to it, so that one can have um, a yoga of bhakti. A yoga Three of. times yoga, five times yoga. Yeah, no, yoga no, that is incorrect. Uh, um, we should have explained at the beginning that the topic of the question is allowed to be uh, um, repeated as we go, so I'm afraid that is an incorrect yes. challenge. That's another point. Um, oh, so we will um, pick uh, up again. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. David also Repetition said. Repetition of one. <laughs> 
Um, now, okay, that's um, you are not the challenger. You can't come back this in the challenger. challenger. So, no, no, no. If you wanted to make that challenge, you should have made yes. it. Yes. Back in your box, <laughs> sir. Yes. Thank you. Oh. 20 seconds to you. Go. <laughs> Hesitation. I forgot what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) So at 20 seconds on the clock, it's over to you, Douglas Davies. Yoga is quite remarkable in the sense that when one is in one's early prime, it becomes necessary to sit in a variety of postures. One of these postures assists... Postures. Wow, well done. Well, that's deviation from the correct pronunciation. Is that <laughs> um, so with the three seconds left on the clock, can you do it, Theo? Start now. One can have a yoga of karma, a yoga of seva. points that I can chill out. You've got enough points that you can certainly say that you, you washed your face. Um, or he watches antique shows. <laughs> um, so at the end of that first round, we will have one more pass through, everyone. That was their round on their specialist subjects, as it were. Um, after this point, it gets... Do you have to do it again? Round. Yeah, just, just the once more. Just the once more. We've got to extend it to make a half-hour program. Uh, but at the end of that, um, we're sitting with Bettina on three... Theo on four, David Ooh. on five, and Douglas storming ahead on seven. <laughs> so, David Robertson, um, I would like you to speak for only 60 seconds on the Church of England. Oh, I know nothing about the Church of England beyond that the Queen or King of Our country is the head of said Church of England and therefore we have an interesting situation where our head of government and the head of church are one and the same. A very different set of circumstances than we might find in, say, the USA or in France or in Belgium or in (laughs) Italy or in... Oz. Repetition. Standing in awe of you, David. So that was definitely a correct challenge there, Douglas. And you have ooh, 28 seconds left. This is the second time I have been asked to describe the nature of the Church of England. The first time was when a delegation from the People's Republic of China came when I happened to be president of this august association and asked me what is the nature of this particular ecclesiastical organization. We were sitting in a... Organization. Yes. Yeah. Um, whoa. Whoa. Well I'm done. afraid Bettina was more organized than you did as well. <laughs> and how many seconds do we have remaining in the clock? <laughs> oh, it's a very good event, I can tell you. Don't, don't encourage him. <laughs> With nine seconds remaining, Bettina oh. Schmidt, the Church of England. I am not a member of the Church of England, and I don't want to be a member of the, the, the same church. Oh, I think Theo. With yeah. Miss Dickie Bizzer. She said member yes. twice. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I will give you that. Um, and how many seconds do we have left? Oh, Two and a half. Two and a half seconds. Oh. Now. 
The Church of England is an institution. <laughs> and I'm very pleased to have learned that the Church of England is an institution. <laughs> it was safe. It was very safe. That's good. Um, Okay, so President of the BASR, Bettina Schmidt, um, could you speak for only 60 seconds on the new atheism <laughs> starting now? The topic, the new atheism, is a very interesting subject of uh, research. When we look at Brazil, new atheism <laughs> is a new development. Only at the moment, 6% or perhaps 7% uh, of the population um, in this country uh, is describing themselves as uh, belonging to new atheism. However, researchers argue that the number is probably much higher as many people declare membership to the Catholic Church who in reality are atheists. Hence... Deviation. <laughs> and would you like to explain? She said the Catholic Church is... What did you say? <laughs> atheist. Atheist. <laughs> Members who... Say. She said the Catholic Church was atheist. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> this is against the rules in the book. <laughs> the Book of Mormon, perhaps. No! <laughs> in the rules for procedure. <laughs> Mr. Chairman. Uh, so so the, the, the charge is that um, Bettina was claiming that the Catholic Church was atheist. I and, didn't uh, say this. And Bettina's explanation is that she was saying that members of the Catholic Church are atheists. Same horse, different jockey. <laughs> I think I think this is going to be one of those occasions where you both get a point, but Bettina yeah. gets to continue. I think yeah, that, that's a fair compromise. Yes, yes. Okay, so Bettina, with um, ooh, fifteen seconds left, on we go. I started by explaining that um, people can be declaring membership to a religion while in reality being a new atheist. And this is in particular relevant in... <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think um, Bettina gets a bonus point for having started... That, um, and finished. Yeah. So um, that's done very well. Although for I, I, I will point out that Bettina started six seconds late and none of you noticed. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> it was a very long, indrawn breath. Okay. <laughs> so, um, with only two rounds left to go, we have. Um, David in last place now, that's changed, with only five, uh, Theo with six, Bettina with seven, and Douglas with nine. Wow. So, um, I feel that Nicholas Parsons would have been far kinder to me throughout this game. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't heard any benefits of the doubt. I see. Or uh, first-time players of the game. We are all first-time players, players of the game. First time. I, offered him, I offered him a cravat to wear, but he said no. <laughs> David, we rigged the last one for you. We can't do it again. That's true. Yes, now you're doing it entirely on your own merits. And that's why you're not hosting again. <laughs> so, um, Douglas Davies, um, you're a tough for this 60 seconds is Emil Durkheim. Emil Durkheim was born in 
eight and is, in fact, my intellectual hero. Amongst the many facilities that he brought to us was the sense, the concept, indeed, of homo-duplex, that society is present in us, we are aligned with it. Unfortunately, later in life, Emile Durkheim, subject of the topic, lost his son. This is very sad, because Durkheim, who said to us that society is our refuge and strength, no longer found it to be such a place of safety. This is profoundly sad. We can empathise, oh, Bettina. Oh, twice said. Oh. 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 How sad. <laughs> We're all devastated. And uh, Bettina Schmidt, you have... Oh, you've only left her 16 seconds oh. to talk about. <laughs> Take it away. Emil Durkheim was inspired by the Dreyfus affair to focus uh, in the discovery of the uh, anti-Semitism in France because of the um, the incident. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hesitation. <laughs> you did give a few benefits of the doubt. I saw your hand. Uh, yes. I was hovering. Yes. 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 So I was that, hovering. That, that is carried. I would say. And you're left with um, a, a mere um, single-digit second. Yeah, we'll go one second. Oh, <laughs> you could have given me the one second. <laughs> <laughs> well, Douglas Savies with one second on Emil Durkheim. <laughs> go. Emil Durkheim. I know. <laughs> so... Um, Oh, what a hoot. <laughs> what, what a hoot sense of the man storming ahead into the lead. Um, just to, to recap for our listeners at home and around the world, David Robertson on five, Theo Wildcroft on six, Bettina Schmidt on eight, and Douglas Davies on 11. But there's still a chance. Your final topic, Theo Wildcroft, is for 60 seconds, the BASR. <laughs> the BASR, as we all know, I hope, stands for the British Association for the Study of Religion. And I'm hoping you know a lot of this here about this here because we are all, in fact, members. Repetition of all. I, uh... And I was going to say deviation from truth because we're probably not all members. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, um... but will be very soon. Obviously. <laughs> Sign up. Um, but David, that is a correct challenge. And you have 45 seconds left. Go. The British Association for the Study of Religion is, I believe, the oldest such professional organisation in Great Britain and was one of the first such local branches of the IAHR, the International Association for the Study of Said Subject, um, which was formed in the 1950s. Well, the I, the aforementioned... <laughs> Deviation lostness. (laughs) (laughs) And a few aforementioned as well. A few aforementioned. So it was deviation, hesitation, and repetition. (laughs) (laughs) We thought we'd let you have the full set. And I like I'm surprised I got away with it as long as I (laughs) (laughs) I like that my contestants are doing my job for me um, because uh, my banter is all but dried up. Um, We have 19 seconds left on the clock. Douglas Davies, the BASR. When what I feel, or 
Did no, you no, it was, oh. you know, no, no, Douglas got it. When I was a young man and a member of this august body, it was not in actual fact called the British Association for the Study of Religion, but it was called the something or other for the history of said discipline. <laughs> and there was, in fact, a considerable... Oh, oh <laughs> Deviation from the subject. And hesitation. Deviation from the subject. You're not speaking about the BASR, then, are you? (laughs) (laughs) And Theo Wildcraft, I think you may have a very short time left to speak. Another one second. How are we going to do it? Is the BASR an institution? (laughs) (laughs) Off you go. The British Association. Hesitation. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> no benefit of the doubt. <laughs> oh, points to Theo. Yes. Yeah. Well, it seems that we have reached the end of our evening's entertainment, and um, everyone managed to do fairly well, I would say. There, um, we have in bringing up the rear, David. You, you've fallen uh, from grace. Oh. Um, where is your secret knowledge now? <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting for it to uh, for the redeemed redeemer to bring it to me again. <laughs> so we have David Robertson on six. Uh, Theo Wildcroft and Bettina Schmidt tied in second place oh, on eight. But um, good. you know, it gives me great pleasure to say that our winner today with 12 points is a phenomenal performance from Professor Douglas Davies. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to our studio audience at Leeds Trinity University, which despite my... Um, a slightly um, a rude drive earlier is a wonderful institution that's providing us with an excellent conference this week. I believe the bar is open until midnight, so please go back, enjoy, and as we always say in the Religious Studies Project, and you can all join me, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. The Religious Studies Project is sponsored by the British Association for the Study of Religions, the North American Association for the Study of Religion, and the International Association for the History of Religions. The Religious Studies Project is produced by the Religious Studies Project Association, SCIO, a Scottish charitable incorporated organisation charity number, SC047750. Brought to you by editors Brianne Fallon and David McConaughey, and finding editors Chris Cotter, that's me, and David Robertson, that's him. Our features are edited by Rebecca Barrett-Fox with marketing managed by Benjamin Marcus. Our Opportunities Digest managed by Ella Bach, podcast transcription by Helen Bradstock, and social media managed by Ray Radford. Don't forget, you can support the project by using our Amazon.com, .co.uk and .ca links or donating at patreon.com backslash project rs. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes and other portals. Thanks for listening.